everyone, welcome to episode 53 of the Nintendo Prime Podcast. As always, I am your hostess with the mostest, Nathaniel Rumblechance, joined by <laughs> Mr. Eric Moore. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> There's literally no one else today. Um, I am sick, so I hear raspiness in my voice, or see me chugging on the water, whatever happens, we're going to push through. Yeah, yeah. I promise you guys, come hell or high water. We might have less videos this past week, but yeah. podcast ain't going anywhere. So, we only have three topics, kind of a shortened podcast, um, because I'm sick. Well, it is what yeah. it is. I'm not um, feeling the greatest either, so. But uh, there are three really big topics. Yeah. Because um, there really wasn't a lot of huge Nintendo news this right, week. Right, right. So it's kind of more general gaming, besides mm-hmm. the first topic. This first topic, uh, you know, well, the three topics we're basically talking about are, uh, one, we're going to be talking about the struggle of making YouTube content as a Nintendo creator, mm-hmm. uh, because that seems to be a recent topic that blew up on uh, one particular YouTuber's thing, and then on Reddit. Uh, then the second topic um, deals with the sad reality of a school shooting and a certain governor blaming it on video games. So we'll get into that. And then uh, the last topic uh, deals with the loot box situation and some ESRB responses to uh, a certain senator sending them a letter about loot boxes. So Because infamously... ESRB was like, yeah, loot yeah. boxes. They're not gambling because they're voluntary. Anyways, guess what? Gambling's voluntary. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if think it's a new thing. Gambling itself is completely one hundred percent voluntary. So, anyways, <laughs> let's just let's just get into it. Um, so, topic one: struggle making uh, Nintendo content on YouTube. No, this isn't me coming out and being like, I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm actually kind of proof that you don't have to struggle making Nintendo content. Now, that doesn't mean like I'm sitting here making Mad Bank, but <laughs> if my channel was as big as some of the other channels that complain about it, um, I have to wonder if they've done their research. Yeah. Now, I've talked in the past about how being a Nintendo creator on YouTube is more difficult mm-hmm. than being other types of video game creators because pretty much n- not none, but very few of the big video game companies come after you when you put up gameplay footage right. and stuff like that. But right. Nintendo does, and right. they copyright claim your videos. I have not had a video copyright claim by Nintendo besides live streams, which obviously have unedited game audio and well, stuff in them, yeah. in a long time. Because ever since I joined my multi-channel network, BBTV, they taught me that you can work around Nintendo's claiming system. And you do that by not including cutscenes. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting rid of any audio from the game, and that does suck, especially yeah, when you're trying to sure. review a game. For sure, like it's kind of hard to review a game and not have game audio. But uh, thankfully, reviews of video games aren't a huge thing on my channel yet. Right, right. So it doesn't affect me much overall. And like the last game I did was Tiny Metal, which was a you know indie game, so there was no issue with that. Indie devs almost never claim your videos, so there is that. And then there's the creators program. This actually stirred up a little little something last year because Nintendo announced that uh, if you are a 100% full participant in the creators program, like every video you make goes through the creators program, you cannot live stream video games. They even state on their website, if you would like to live stream video games, make a new YouTube account. <laughs> really weird. And that caused some controversy with our channel where I thought for a while we weren't going to be able to, to do it because we use the creators program. Um, but, uh, that's not the case. So what the creators program does is it's Nintendo allowing you then to use the footage and use game audio and all this stuff, have your cutscenes in there and Nintendo's still going to copyright claim your video, but you file it through their creators program. 
you get a, a cut. It's like a it's like a 60/40 cut or if you're fully invested it's a 70/30 cut where <laughs> you get either the 60% or the 70%. Take it the 30 or 40 and this is after Google's cut. And you get so here where that does not sound very good. Um yeah. it's even worse than my MCN. BBTV takes 20% of everything I make. Yeah. Now in return for that I have, have been seeing ads that are more lucrative um I've also gotten some guidance and some help with my channel, access to some sound files and various mm-hmm. stuff they've done for me. I, you know, at the end of my year with them, I'll decide if I want to continue it. But I will say that it was obviously a nice help for me at the point right. that I was. Right, no, for sure. I mean, my channel started really taking off once I became a partner. So there is that. They have help with that. But um, when you talk about Nintendo, the problem, there's a few problems. Like the one, the one YouTuber went off on it, um, talked about how... You know, he had like almost 800,000 or a million views yep. that were Nintendo Over stuff, a million. and yep. he only made 90 cents off yep. the creator's program. And that's not correct. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying well, he's lying. Right, right. He only got 90 cents, but it's because he didn't use the creator's program the way you're supposed to. Yeah. When you join the creator's program and Nintendo claims your video, that doesn't put it in the creator's program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless your entire channel is in the program, where yes. that means every video you upload, yes. Nintendo claims. Yeah. Um, and that's not the way his channel is. So what happens is when you use the creator's program, you have to go in and submit individual videos. Then there's an approval process. Once it gets through that approval process, all the views from that point moving forward, you get the revenue share. So my guess is that he did not do that. Right, right. Because if he did, sorry, you would have got way more than 90 cents off a million views. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I know that because I've gotten over 100 buck paychecks from Nintendo for way less views than that on Nintendo Creator Program videos. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, there are issues. Number one, like my MCN, they, they take 20%, but I get to track how much money I'm making every single day. Mm-hmm. In the Creators Program, there's no way to know what you're making. You have no idea <laughs> at all. So you could have a video blow up to 500,000 views that you put through the creators program. And then you look at previous videos that you've had blow up like that. And you're like, okay, so it should be making about this minus 30% to Nintendo. Yeah. This, you know, you can kind of get yeah. a, rough, a rough estimate. It's never exactly that way. Some videos have higher yeah. CPM, but yeah. at least you have an idea. But with Nintendo, they don't tell you at all until you get paid. And then when you get yeah. paid, there's no, there's no, there's no breakdown. No, there's no breakdown. There's no report. Yeah. They, they literally just send you an email. Hey, we sent you a payment. Yeah, yeah. So how do you really know you're getting sixty percent or seventy percent? Or there's no way for you to exactly. know. Exactly, you can't so they, know. They can be completely hosing you over. Yeah, that's the problem that I have with the credits program. It's the lack of reporting features. Yeah. Um, there's like almost no transparency here. Again, it sounds like something that Nintendo just kind of rushed out and has no good explanation for, and people are sitting there going, "What are we supposed to do?" And Nintendo's like. Mm. I don't know, figure it out. Yeah. Like, kind of like everything they've been doing lately. Yeah, it's it's just a... It makes it difficult to be a Nintendo creator because you figure the creators program should be a way to encourage more creators, um, even though it's like it works like an MCN. Yeah. But it's not. But it is. It's weird. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like, look, if you're going to be an MCN, just become an MCN mm-hmm. and allow people to join you. And yes, you get 30% of everything they make, but in return, they can use whatever footage they want in any way they want. I feel like that's probably, I don't, think, I don't know if I'd say a fair trade off because other companies just let you do it without being part of a, yeah. a network thing, but whatever. Yeah. At least then you get something, 30% cut, it is what it is. 
but that's just not the way it is because you have all this manual approval process and all this yeah. stuff. Whereas like my MCN, it's like, nah, dude, like you make what you make off normal YouTube ads and then we take 20% because the money yep. gets sent to them first and yep. then back to me. Yep. And then they actually fight to get better ads on my stuff because right, right. it helps them. They make more, the more money I make, the more money they make. Right, exactly. So it's a mutual beneficial yeah, partnership. for sure, for sure. Whereas I'm not going to hire a team to hunt out and get me the best ads possible or whatever. Right. You know, I'm a, a one-man show for the most part besides yeah, this yeah. podcast. So, right. Um, yeah, so I for any guy, person out there thinking to be a Nintendo YouTuber, there's a few things you have to consider. If you want to be a Let's Player, you can do it. Just do it for the love of it. Yeah. Don't don't ever plan to make a living. Nintendo's never going to let you do it. Yeah. Um, even if you go through the creator's program, you're going to get screwed. So just don't. I'm not saying don't like be a Let's Player. I'm saying don't do it planning to make money off. Nintendo. Um, if you want to do it as a side project, as a hobby, for yeah. passion, that's great. You really shouldn't be making YouTube content if you're not passionate about it. Right. right. You know, it can't be just about money. Um, you guys might hear me talk about revenue sometimes in live streams or whatever, but I don't just do what I do for money. Right. I do what I do because I love it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, I have videos get copyrighted. Like, as an example, um, the entire month of January, every single video I made, not live stream, just normal standalone video, at one point was uh, quote-unquote YouTube demonetized. It was put into the the yellow thing where their bot automatically flagged every video I put up. It didn't stop me from making videos, even though I wasn't making money off them. Yeah. Because there's other reasons to do it. One, you're passionate about it. Two, you're driving subscribers and views. Right, right. And three, you can't just make videos just for money. Yeah. I mean, that's reality. Even when you, even when you work a sales job, you know, not everything you do in that sales job needs to be about – Every action has to make money along the way. No, because some of these actions can, you know, also lead to money down the line too. Yeah. As an example, driving more viewers, more subscribers can lead to more money later. So you can even view view it in that way if you want, but you just need to be passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the month of January, I was carried by our live streams. Yeah. Uh, this month, I don't want to say I'm being carried by our live streams. They have been a major contributing factor to our revenue. Uh, but our ad revenue has also bounced back a little bit. Not back to where it was. Yeah. But it's... February, right? Not like holiday season when everyone's buying ads up. So. Wait, you're saying Valentine's Day isn't a big holiday that people buy ads? Not big enough. Oh. Not big enough. I mean, there's only there's only so Sad much of those one eight hundred flower yeah, or whatever yeah, places out there. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't remember seeing any of those ads on ours. By the way, come on, come on. You thinking there's no love in the air here in yeah, Prime? Come on, come on. Prime things happen here. Prime things remember? are always happening. Uh, so it. If if you are out there trying to become a Nintendo content creator on YouTube, um, you are going to have to work within these known restrictions. Uh, if you want to expand your channel and maybe make a little money on the side, if you don't care about any of, about money, do whatever the hell you want. Right. Nintendo does not usually copyright strike takedown videos. Um, I've literally uploaded direct trailers of theirs in the past. Never got a copyright strike. Yeah. I mean, they'll copyright strike the video, but not my channel. The, that's the channel strikes you want to watch out for. Those are the yeah. ones that get you in big trouble with YouTube. Yeah. Um, and you do take a risk of that. Anytime you upload something like copyrighted, they could copyright strike your channel. Right. Like, because I have trailers of Nintendo games on my channel, Nintendo could be like, no, 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 no. We're striking you. Right. But they haven't done it to me. So I doubt they're going to do it to you. Uh, but it is hard. It Just know it is a risk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you have to know as a Nintendo content creator, like... A lot of what any sort of content creator, passion is a big part of it. You can't, you know, and this is what that one YouTuber made that said that I agreed with was that, you know, you have to do this because you love to do it. 
not just for money. If you can make enough money to survive off it, awesome. But they right. can't. Every video you make can't always be afraid that you're going to get demonetized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is true even when you deal with YouTube because YouTube's a whole other layer with Adpocalypse 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know how many point .0s we're on at this point. Yeah, right. Um, as long as we're not on Tosh.0. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, nope, sorry. I just got this copyright claimed. My bad. Uh, no, just saying that I don't think yeah, that's it. Maybe, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, like I said, I'm not struggling per se in terms of Nintendo. Ever since I joined the MCN, it's been a lot better. Yeah. That doesn't, I'm not telling you guys to join an MCN. Uh, right, right. You know, I don't even know if it was a good idea. I won't know until I'm done mm-hmm. with my first, because I'm, I'm under contract for a year. But what I do know is uh, you just have to keep these things in mind, and it's really not that bad. Um. You know, it, it gets harder the more gameplay footage you put in, the harder and harder it is to avoid mm-hmm. the automatic flagging by Nintendo. But you know, you guys have seen me. I've had I've had voiceover over gameplay videos, and they weren't getting flagged by Nintendo. As long as you keep in the the, the no the no cutscenes and the no game audio, mm-hmm. uh, you'll pretty much be okay. No trailers, by the way. No trailer footage. That's the big one. If you use any footage from a trailer, no matter what you do, distort it, flip it. Do whatever you want. You're just going to get claimed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they find it. I don't know how the, their automatic bots sniff it out, but they always do. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of the key. And, yeah, I, I guess understand uh, what you want to be as a creator. Um, if you want to be someone who does walkthroughs, well, okay, you do it for the fun of it. Yeah. Or just do it for Nintendo indie games because they don't give a crap about those. Yeah, right. But, I don't know, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Do you have any thoughts on on all of this be prepared to do your research yeah it's really i mean it really sucks i'm not saying what nintendo is doing here is okay right right no for but sure. it's like we can't do anything about it it's their legal mm-hmm. right so oh yeah no this is how we yeah. work around it here but at the same point in time where does fair use come into play and everything else like that you know where you can use you should be able to use footage from stuff. It's never gone high enough in the courts for us to know. Right. You should be able to use footage from gameplay and stuff like that if you're not, like, saying this is your, you know... Yeah, and, and Let's Plays themselves is a legal gray area, by the way. Yeah. And if, the, if that's original enough to be yeah. fair use. No, well, your commentary is... Yeah, but people, people are coming to watch the but, game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you don't have your favorite Let's Players, guys. I'm not right, right, Let's right, 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 right. Yeah. But it's kind of like that to me would be a tough ground to stand on. Yeah. At first, I think a legal case would need to be won over like the fact that if I review a game, yeah, that gets claimed by Nintendo. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that shouldn't be. Uh, why would a game review be claimed? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I have to be like, it's like, oh, I want to review Kirby Star Allies coming yep. out. Yeah. But Nintendo's gonna claim the crap out of that video. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. Or I can just do Payday 2 and they leave it alone. Yeah. Because, again, Nintendo is, like, one of the main developers that does this. Yeah. It's Nintendo, Konami, I can't remember, and one other one other company. Nintendo's the biggest of all of them that yeah. does it. But, like, EA doesn't touch you. Ubisoft doesn't touch you. As an example, my Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle video has yeah. Mario in it. Yeah. Wasn't touched by Nintendo. Because Ubisoft is in charge of yeah. copyright claims on it. Right. Ubisoft doesn't copyright claim YouTubers. Nice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah give hey. me a, give me a two, three, four, five, and that. Yeah. Don't touching me there, right? Um, but yeah, it's it, it's rough going, and Nintendo makes it a lot harder than it needs to be. 
Um, but I, I don't know what we can do about it. And to yeah. me, it does it, suck. The, the live streaming thing sucks for people who are fully vested in because it's like Nintendo is like, yeah, thanks for putting your entire channel in our program. Right. Now we're going to F you over. Yeah, right. Have a good day. Here, just bend over this table and bite on this bite on this rod here. Oh, our suggestion, just make a new channel. Yeah, because yeah. all my followers are at the new channel. Right, right, right. Oh. yeah. It's if like I'm, if you had been dumb enough to submit your entire channel into the program, man, did they screw you over there. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. And, like, the lack of reporting data, that that's just... Right. Nintendo, no, it seems... We are 2018. It's inexcusable. If people... If you are going to do revenue share, you need to tell us what the revenue is. Right. No, no, for sure. You don't mess with people and their money. And especially when you're like, oh, you gave me 100 bucks. Okay, cool. So that's, that's 70% of something. Well, what yeah. something? Where did it come from? Yeah, right. What videos were it? What yeah. videos performed well? What videos didn't? Right. So I know what videos to put in your program and what videos not to. Right. You don't want to give me that information, even though it makes you more money. I don't get it. Right, yeah. Um, that's the thing. Well, plus, and how do I know that you're giving me 70% of what I made? Yeah. That's well, the biggest thing. Yeah. And the thing is, like, my MCN, there's multiple ways to track. They still let you track through normal means through yep. through YouTube. Yep. Uh, then they have their own like two little back end things I can track as well. Yep. Um, so I can kind of run the numbers by each other and make sure they line up close enough. Usually right. Right. A couple bucks. Right. So I'm not getting screwed when they exactly, give me the monthly yeah, yeah. report. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. If 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 they're off by a couple bucks, it's not terrible. You start looking into a couple well, hundred, remember, then yeah. The YouTube but. the YouTube stuff's always estimates, anyways. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it is what you made, but you you know there could have been some. Little little Glitches, off here yeah, or there. Yeah. Um, so I usually don't, you know, for those people who only make twenty bucks, a couple bucks might be a big deal. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably won't be off by a couple bucks. You'd be off by a few cents. Right. Exactly. So you're gonna be off by like your one, maybe two percent. Yeah. Um. So like I said, it does it for that. I uh, don't really have much else to say beyond that. Just, yeah. You know, some, mis- some misinformation out there. Um, I just wish Nintendo would make it clearer than mud. You know, I wish they would just encourage people to do this stuff. No, there's that too. Because it's free advertising for them. Yeah, right. Exactly. What we do at Nintendo Prime, 100% advertising for Nintendo. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, they don't pay me to do this. I'm doing this because I love to do it. Right. So why should they be punishing me for helping them sell games? Because we eventually, we every once in a while say a bad word about them. <gasps> I'm sorry. Wait. We We want you to be better. Yeah, right. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Um, the second topic, this one's crazy. Oh, gosh. All right. So, um, it's going to get a little serious for a moment because obviously we know, um, yeah. at, at least at the time that we're recording this, I hope there's not another school shooting between right, the time we recorded right, this yeah. one that comes out. Because I think there's been, I don't know, a bunch of school shootings this year. Um, not necessarily as big as this. Right. But, like, people have had brandished guns at schools. Um, so there was that school shooting that, at least at the time of the, of... According to this, I think 18 people were dead yep, in Florida. At least, yep. Um, just, just terrible. Terrible, oh, terrible yeah. stuff. I don't think anyone out there with a brain can be happy about this. Um, and obviously there's been a lot of back and forth about what's to blame and how should we react and yep. how do we try to prevent this in the future. Um, just like there is after everything, after the Sandy Hook incident. Yep. You know, when we grew up, it was the Columbine. Yep. You know, and back then, this topic was huge. Oh, for because sure. Because we have somebody in government, a, a decently high up person, blaming video games again. And this happened way back in uh, Columbine. Yep. And it seems to come up during every single mass shooting. Um, but, well, at least mass shooting that involves 
kids. Kids. Yeah. Um, because apparently kids, I mean, kids are more susceptible to certain things, admittedly. Yeah. Um, as they're growing up and they're going through teenage years, I remember. Yeah. You know, I was more susceptible back then than I am today. Like today, there's some things, like some things that people say to me today, back when I was a teenager, I would have been panicking. Yeah. Now I'm just like, yeah, you're just an idiot on the internet. <laughs> right. Um, so here, here's how the story goes. So in the wake of the shooting that left at least, I'm going to update it. It's, it's yeah. 18. Yeah. Uh, dead on Wednesday in a high school outside Boca Raton, Florida, Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin, who's a Republican, by the way. I don't know if that matters to you guys, but I uh, focused on violent video games as part of the culture of death that is being celebrated, leading to these kinds of incidents. Yep. And I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just correct you on that. It's Boca Raton. Oh, jeez. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, jeez. Uh, you want to read the, the quotes here? Say uh, my voice a little. Yeah, I guess. Okay. There are video games that, yes, are listed for mature audiences, but kids play them and everybody knows it. And there's nothing to prevent a child from playing them, Bevan said in an interview with uh, on... Was was, uh, Leland County Conway show Thursday morning. They celebrate the slaughtering of people. There are games that literally replicate and give people the ability to score points for doing the very same thing that these students are doing instead of schools, where you get extra points for finishing someone off who's laying there begging for their life. These are quote unquote <laughs> video games, and they're focused. They're forced down our throats under the guise of protected speech. Conway continued, seemingly referring to the 2011 Supreme Court decision that prevents content-based restrictions on games. It's garbage. It's the same as pornography. They have desensitized people to the value of human life, to the dignity of women, to the dignity of human decency, reaping what we've sown here. When Conway asked if Bevan was interested in a ban of the on these types of games or merely more parental oversight of children's access, Bevan asked for media producers to take some responsibility for their works. I think we need to start by having an honest question about what value of these things add. He said, "Why do we why do we need a video game, for example, that encourages people to kill people? Whether it's lyrics, whether it's TV shows, whether it's movies, I'm asking producers of these products, these video games, and these movies, ask yourselves what redemptive value, other than shock value, or other than hope you'll make a couple quick bucks off of it, at what price, at what price? All right. Um, this isn't obviously the first time this has happened. Several yeah, times. Yeah. Oh, no. For video, sure. Video games, and, and now, you know, he, he also broadens that at the end to movies and general entertainment. Yes. Trying to draw a correlation to pornography, desensitizing us to uh, women, I, I suppose, even though, I mean, as a man, it all, pornography also kind of sucks because it makes us just seem like all we care about is sex. Right. And I'm not saying we don't do a, a right. pretty dang good job of making that feel like it's all we care about, especially as teenagers. Right. When right. we're, like, in our sexual prime. Um, but... It's still one of those things that that's not what men are all about. Men aren't all pigs, but porn can make us make it seem like we are. So you can, I mean, I'm not trying to say it's it's more derogatory yeah. towards like men than women in that case, but it's one of those things where it kind of hits both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about video games in this in this way and compare it to that, it, it just what about all the countries that don't have these mass shootings but have the exact same video games we do? Yeah. That it, that have like television, like news channels, 
with women who are naked presenting the weather. Yeah. That don't have these issues. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of get to the point where, yes, we have obviously an issue with shootings in America. Yeah. That's massively worse than any other country in the world. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the things that he's talking about exist elsewhere, and they don't have these issues. Right. I think the problem with this conversation is it ignores that there's a societal problem. And I think he's trying to say the societal problem is that we're being desensitized. But I don't know that desensitization is really it. Like, yeah. look at the way that he describes things. Like, you get extra points for finishing off someone who's lying there begging for their life. Uh, what game have you yeah. played where someone's lying there begging you not to shoot them? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are, but I don't know about extra points for it. I, this goes back to the Grand Theft Auto. Oh, you get extra points yeah. for hitting people with your car. It's like, okay. Okay. The video game. Right. Like, yeah. have you seen an increase in people driving around with their car just tagging well, people? Actually, yeah. But no. Actually, violence is down. Yeah. Well, over the past 15 years. Well, that, that, that's, got, that's, just, that's the thing. Like, well, it's all. The, the, yeah. the shooting, the school shootings are up. Obviously, well, the school yeah, shootings yeah, are up. for sure. Overall, violence has, has been on the decline. Um, it's it's one of those things that I'm not going to say that there's no merit to desensitization, but I think that the people that it might desensitize, um, I don't think they it would have mattered either way. Right, That's exactly. What I'm saying. Yep. No, for sure. Like people that are that are be like, oh man, like I'm going to go on a mass school shooting, or I'm thinking about killing someone. A video game isn't going to tell them if they are okay with that or not. Right, no. Like, you're not killing real people. And the thing is, there's a huge difference between killing a person in a video game and killing a real person. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that because the obvious, obviously, virtual versus reality. Right. You know, if I'm like, this is Eric, and I squeeze him to death, that's a lot different than if I actually take Eric here and squeeze him to death. <laughs> um, not only is it a lot harder to do... Um, it's just a lot different mentality right. that you oh, go no, into for, sure. for this. Um, you know, when I, uh, when I, when I look at stuff like this, it, it's almost, I mean, this is how it goes with, with politics too. People cherry pick the facts they, they want. Like there's lots of like reports and, and research that say video games, violence and, and like violence and video games are connected. And then there's lots of reports that say, no, not really. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing is, is that because it's not a definitive thing. I don't think that video games and uh, movies and all this stuff are really why this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I think it's just people that obviously are with their, the mental issues they have that make them want to do this kind of stuff right. tend to be into this kind of thing. Right. No, that's just it. But that's not that thing's fault. Because think of, you know, when you talk about all, all these school shootings, I'm like, how many people buy Call of Duty every year? Right. Then look at how many school shootings there are. Right. I'm sorry. The number of people that this doesn't affect massively outweighs right. the number of people that it, quote unquote, is affecting. And the thing is, the yeah. people that are affecting were already messed up anyways. Yeah. And, and in terms of the, you know, it, I love his, uh, you know, they're... Everybody, like, there are video games that, yes, are listed as mature, but kids play them. Everybody knows it, and there's nothing to prevent a child from playing them. Same thing, kids, called, drink, kids drink alcohol. Yeah. Kids smoke. Yeah. We have laws, and, like, like if you're going to say the ESRB or whatever is incapable of keeping stuff out of kids' hands, so is the government with their yeah. laws on smoking and alcohol. No. It is not successfully keeping it out of kids' hands. Yeah. Drugs. How's the fighting against drugs going? Yeah. I, I don't know about your guys' area, but meth is, like, taking over Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. 
western Wisconsin for sure. At like, least our area. It, it's bad. I'm hoping to steer my kids away from it. Yeah, right. Because I don't want them to get into that life. But it, it's one of those realities where there's only so much you can do. Yeah. If someone really wants to do something, they're going to do it. As an example, in this case, if they made stricter gun laws, you can get guns illegally pretty easily in a lot of areas. Without, you know, everyone talks about the le- like, like this shooter got the gun legally. That's true. And there's a whole breakdown there and a whole other conversation. Yeah. But you, at some point, you can't blame what we consume. When When do we start taking personal responsibility for our actions versus trying to find something else to point fingers at? Yeah. Think about, you know, what other countries that have this, this, this media – and, and these video games and pornography and all this stuff, why they don't have the issues that we do. Because it, it's completely societal. Yeah. We have a culture in the United States, in my opinion anyways, um, where we value certain things that we shouldn't, and we value things to a lesser degree that we need to value more. As an example, I've argued this, and I'm going to keep arguing it because my mother was a social worker. Yeah. My fiance technically is a social worker. She's becoming a CNA now. Right. Um, I've done social work before. I've been around a lot of mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depression. We've talked a lot about depression in the past. Yep. And depression can lead to some of these shootings. Yep. Um, and what I have noticed in all of my years being around my mom, who's, who's you know did it for like thirty plus years, and my own experience, my sister does it now at LSS, is that they are massively underfunded. Oh yeah. They're constantly understaffed. Mm-hmm. The programs are always getting cut. Yep. The first budget cuts to happen every single year to social programs. Yep. And these social programs are what help find help for the people that need it. Yep. They're the ones that help diagnose this stuff at young ages. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's really, really difficult to me um, to take this kind of stuff seriously about blaming video games or blaming media when we're not willing to look in the mirror and blame ourselves. Yeah. As an example, you know, how how do you help kids not get into drugs, help them not get into alcohol and smoking and violent video games before they're old enough? That's all on the parents. Yeah. I tried to sip a beer when I was like eight. Yep. My dad handed me, hey, you want to try it? I thought it was disgusting. Yeah, right. Never touched alcohol again until I was 21. Yep. I'm not saying that's going to work with everybody. Right, right, right. Some kids are going to be smart asses and be like, I loved it. Give me more. Actually, my cousin was, you had to kind of watch your your beer bottles around her because she would just come up and just. (laughs) Which cousin was that? Oh, Hallie. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, But it's one of those things where, um, as I said, obviously what my dad did there isn't going to work for everyone. And there was other right. things too. You know what? You know, like my parents saying, like, hey, you could lose, you could end up not being able to play sports yeah. the rest of your high school career. Yeah. You know, look what happened to this one guy who got caught at a party at your school and now right. he exactly. can't play sports yep. his whole senior year. Yep. Um, and, like, I started valuing a lot of things over trying alcohol or right. over smoking or over yeah. whatever um, that other people were doing. And I feel like that's what's missing in here is one, parental responsibility to our children. Um and I know sometimes it's hard. I'm well, a parent of three. It is so hard. Sometimes some of these people don't have parents. That's true. And that's that's the one part part about it too, is that the parents that they're in aren't around, or they're working so many jobs that they aren't around. Or well, think about this: like America leads the world in so many categories, like divorce rate, yeah, um, split homes, uh, well, adop- every, adoption. Everything's disposable nowadays. Yeah, it, it, we're and a like, culture of disposable. Yeah, in the United States. Yeah. 
And and that's kind of what I feel like the larger issues are. And no, these issues aren't going to go away because we fought to have the rights for divorce and the rights for all this stuff. So, like, right. this stuff isn't going to go away. But what we can do is try our best to, especially with mental health, try our best to um, catch this stuff. As an example, I feel like mental health programs at this point um, should be so well-funded to the point that every child is required to have a mental health checkup every year until they're 18. If you have to yeah. have a regular doctor checkup every year, why can't there be a mental health visit in there? Yeah, no. no if they have a dentist once yeah. a year, why can't there be no, a I mental don't. health checkup? Yeah, no, that's... Because it's not funded enough to right. do it. No, for sure. And and it needs to be required by law or no one's going to do it. Right. Because it well, could cost you extra money yeah, in your even insurance. if it's required by law. Well, if it's required by law, then your insurance would have to cover it. Right. That's kind of yeah. That gets into the whole issue yeah, with insurance yeah, companies. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's yeah, optional, such, insurance yeah. ain't going to pay for that's it. That's a whole other issue with insurance. Just like insurance might not pay for your dental because it's optional. You don't, really. have to, you don't have to go to the dentist. Yeah, BS. Okay. But well, yeah. y- you don't. It's not a requirement to live. Requirement yeah. to have a nice, bright, white smile and no cavities. Yeah, except for the fact <laughs> that they've, they've proven some different you yeah, know, know. correlations between, you know, actual having, you know, Decent oral health and what you, you know, don't you don't want the gnarled things? gnarled teeth with the no I'm not saying you the, have to the, have with the black tusk growing out of I'm them. not saying <laughs> I'm not saying you have to have nasty looking teeth that's not the point but they've actually yeah there's yeah. been studies that have shown that you know actual decent oral health well, can like, leads to leads to happier people leads to ha- this leads to that well it's just like anything he- yeah. health at all period like I'm fat if I was in shape and feeling awesome I'd have more energy every day I would feel better about myself. I might potentially live longer. I know that's always yeah. estimates; it's just percentages. Right, right, right. I can yeah, end up yeah. living the ex- just like and just like oh, if you keep smoking, you're gonna die, you know, sooner than later, and then you end up living to 105. Like, yeah, you're yeah, supposed my doctor told me to stop eating bacon 60 years <laughs> ago. Like, and yeah. I eat it every day. Yeah, it's right? like yeah. it's just percentages. No one yeah. knows when you're going to die. Right. Um, but you know that's the thing. Like the healthier you do, whether it's oral, whether it's mental, yeah, that's what we're talking oh, about. Oh no, here. for sure, for or sure, physical, like. Yeah. Like, we're talking about mental health here that needs to be treated as seriously as we treat physical health. We always have our kids have to go in, you know, mm-hmm. I guess these days people fight back and get some vaccinations and stuff. But regular checkups, you want to play sports, you need a physical to play a sport. Yeah, yeah, no, Like, we have all these requirements to do things. Why don't we have requirements for mental health checks? I, I, and I, I understand know. that it can be hard for parents to, to admit to themselves there's something wrong with their kid. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's something that, you know, I might have to admit with Aiden. Yeah. They're potentially my, my middle child. Um. I don't know what he, – he's got certain tics mm. um, that kind of check some boxes that maybe he, he might – I don't know if he's autistic or what. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. It might not be. Right. But it, it's just like – I. but I'm aware of that. Yes. And if I get a mental health check and they find out something, you know, they do a brain scan or they find out something, okay. Like I'm not going to be afraid of, of what that means. Right. Because I've also been around – It can also all. help you help him. Exactly. Like when his behavior issue today when he, he – chucked all that crap at, at Pizza Hut yeah. and cost me an extra 45 bucks by destroying the salad bar. It's like, yeah. why? What did I do that made him want to do that? Right. Because um, he's never done that um, before. So it, it's, it's one of those things that, like, what what did I do that, that tricked him to want to act out like this? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's just a difficult thing for parents to ever admit to themselves. That's why I think we need the mandatory mental health checks because right. parents aren't going to admit it to themselves right. Right. and they need to be held accountable if parents right. skip those health checks. Right. And, and the thing is too, is that parents out there, these games do have ratings on them for a reason, for a reason. Yes. They, they do mean something. It's, it's just like, it's just like, put it this way. Are you cool with your, are you cool with your 12 year old watching porn? Yeah. I'm, I'm, th- I'm just asking you, are you cool with it? 
But you're, you're cool with them doing headshots in Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm sorry. I In, in the case of how you equate it, I agree with that equation. That's something for adults. Yeah. Porn is to be in enjoyed the, in by the, adults. In, in that retrospect, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about a 12-year-old, but I mean, obviously, when I was a young young well, lad, young teenager, yeah, there, there was yeah. some porn and some well, video games. Yeah. But the thing is, is raising your children to understand this stuff before they're exposed to it. Right. And the thing is, they're going to get exposed at certain times without you knowing. Right. But you can still control, you know, how they react to that kind of stuff, you know? Right. You should... You should there, sh- there should be able to be teaching moments yeah. of you sitting down with them while you're playing the game and going, this is just a game. Yeah. This is not real life. This is not how we treat people. This is a game. Yeah. Uh, and it's and and it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, okay, so I used to, you know, using the porn example, easiest yeah. thing I could drop, you know, watching porn when I was like 15 or 16. Oh, right. Um, you know, I touched my first boob when I was like 16. Yeah. And, uh, let me tell you, porn didn't desensitize me to the moment. Yeah. Um, I was embarrassed. I thought I was doing something wrong. It felt wrong to be doing that. It felt like I was violating them. Yeah. And according to this person, because I watched porn, yep. I can't feel that way. I'm desensitized. Right. right. Um, and I know that maybe I'm the exception, but I'm sorry. In that moment, I thought I was going to be okay with it because of the porn, but I wasn't. Right. Uh, because my parents raised me in a certain way with respect. Right, no, no, for sure. Respect for women. Yep. It does, like, they knew I watched porn, but respect women. Yeah, people, exactly. You know, they're not objects. Right. For, you know, you don't just get to do what you want to them, blah, right. blah, no, blah, exactly. blah, blah, And a lot of parents, I think, avoid these conversations. I can't tell you how many, um, when I used to work at uh, after school care, um, there would always be things that would come up during school and kids would ask me uh, at Stilson about, you know, certain certain situations. And my boss is like, you can't really say anything. Then parents come to me and said, uh, so my child told me, said, why didn't you say anything to us? I'm like, I, I was told I'm not supposed to stay out of it. And these yeah. are like conversations about like, what is sex? Or yeah. like, uh, someone grabbed my private part. What do I do about yeah. it? It's like, I'm being told to be hands off and I don't agree with that. Yeah. As a parent, my child tells me something to that. You don't just like, like if my, if my uh, daughter, she's going to be eight this year. She's like, where do babies come from? I'm not going to lie to her about it. Right. I'm going to explain Storks to her, bring it to her. I'm going to explain to her yeah. exactly how it happens. Yeah. And uh, explain to her, do you see how upset mom and dad get sometimes? I'll imagine that you're thinking of doing this kind of thing in school. Yeah. And you have a kid. Yeah. Like, that's how my parents scared the f- hell out of me yeah. from having children. Oh, for sure. I did not have sex until I was 21 because I was scared to death of having a baby. Yeah. Um, and I had plenty of opportunities. But I'm just like, no, I can't. Um, and, and again, this comes down to parenting and obviously the kind of parenting techniques my parents worked with me aren't going to work with everyone. You got to explore with your children. Right. And learn no, as no, you for go. sure. For sure. But, and you know, and again, there are people out there, there are kids out there that again, don't have parents that yes. don't, that have parents that are there, but aren't there because they're trying to support their family. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. And then you have the ones that are there, but are whacked out on drugs or other things and other stuff like that, that. Don't get the attention that they need. Exactly. And and this is why I like the mandatory health checks. And I don't know how they could enforce it without it feeling like a police state. Right. Because if you don't show up, what are they going to do? Fine you, but if you're a druggie, you're not going to get a fine anyways. Right. And what are they going to do? Show up at your house. Now, you could argue if you missed like two in a row mm-hmm. that they should send someone to knock on the door. And if there's suspicion of drugs or whatever, then you need to enter the premises and get right. the kid. Right. Um, because just in general, like any kid that's raised... By parents who do drugs 
I feel like there's a failure in the system to mm-hmm. not get that kid away from those parents. Right. And I, cause the parents aren't going to do it. You know? Right. Oh well, yeah. So, no. that, so somewhere along the line, the system has to recognize that there's something up with this kid. What's going mm-hmm. on? Is it, is it home? We got to figure yeah. this out. Um, and I understand like, I don't want a police state for this stuff, but there needs to be, I, I don't think it's bad to have a social worker come knock on your door and ask you, Hey, how come you missed the last two mandatory checkups? Mm-hmm. They're not coming into your home. You don't even have to answer. Yeah. You know, they're not going to come in or police aren't going to open the door if there's not suspicion of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have nothing to hide, then what's the matter? You can just say you just literally forgot. Yeah. And cool. And they'll schedule for one that next week or whatever. Right. Um, but they're not going to because it's so underfunded. Right. Oh, yeah. We'd rather fund our military. Well, I, mean, I was I was planning. A, yeah. And that's holy. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's, that's I'm just saying. I'm like, think of where we put a lot of our money at times. It's like, but put why on, aren't we focused on our own country? And, like, actually improving from within. Right. Instead of letting us kind of destroy ourselves, which is kind of what's happening. In a way that's kind of, you know, the whole, the whole military spending. Don't get me wrong. I'm not – I love our military. Sure, sure. Yeah. I appreciate everything they do. there's parts that are underfunded, and I understand that. Right, right. And salaries. Parts. Salaries are yeah. really Oh, bad. yeah. Yeah. But. No, for sure. But it, it, the fact that we stick so much money into – Killing people, <laughs> it, it the hypocrisy a little bit there is, you know, it, it's I don't I don't know how to explain it, and I'm not again I'm not calling out you know military I'm not calling I love I, I love our military members I respect everything that they do, but the fact that we spend all this money on inventing th- ways to kill people, well it, it's adding to the problem. Yeah, no, I mean I I understand some of the investment in that stuff. A little bit, because if we don't do it, someone else is going to do it, and they might use it against us, and we won't know how to stop it because we don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, like, I understand some of the research, but there's a difference between the research of the technology and then building it for actual use. Right. Um, and the, the the thing is, is I don't really ca- I don't want to get too deep in the military because some right. of the stuff they do is great, some of the stuff they do isn't so great. Yeah. Um, but it's all about where we as a country are budgeting our money. Yes. I don't care that we have a huge chunk of it going to the military, but then we also have a huge chunk of it going to other things. The, the, like, why is education getting cut? Why yeah. is yeah. like why are we cutting things that deteriorate our society? Right. Instead of funding society, why are we still paying insane college tuitions? Yeah. Why like all these things are adding up to we are creating our own problems these school yeah. shootings we're undereducated yep we're that's, that's not, another we're, big thing too we're underfunded in the inner cities yep you know we, we don't have metal detectors and, and security guards in every public school yep. because some schools can't afford it right when that should be completely funded by the state and should be a re- mandatory requirement right especially now this happened in florida guess what every, every for starting next and week every every single high school middle school whatever in florida should have metal detectors and security guards yeah paid by the state Right. But well, and it's not going to happen. The crazy ironic thing about this too is that that city was actually just voted as the safest in Florida. That that's the crazy part of it too. Yeah. I mean and, and completely sad. Well, that's the thing. That just goes to show it can happen anywhere. It could happen anywhere, yeah. I mean, it could happen here. Yeah, oh, for sure. We haven't had it happen yet, but I'll, it's going oh, someday. Do you know how many bomb threats we had yeah, but when it's been I was threats? No, I, I no, no, I know. I know. But when I was even, even school, now, it still happens. There was oh already three of them this year. Yeah, three of them this year. It, it's I, yeah. I don't know. It's like emails about yeah. now because my kids are in the system. Right, so right, right. No, no, for sure. So it's like, it's like nothing's actually ever happened here. But right. I always know in the back of my mind someday. 
Right. Someday it's not right. just going to be a threat. Oh, no, for sure. And, you know, another I just point. I don't see how video games are right. a problem. No, I don't either. We just went through a rattle off a whole bunch of things that are wrong in, in American society that are way more vitally important and, to this than video games and movies. And another thing, too, is These that. These are like an escape from some of the crappy stuff. Oh, no, 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 for sure. And one other point that I want to make is is some of these kids, you know, with uh, things being underfunded in certain areas, all these kids know are violence, is violence. Gang-related stuff. Gang violence is bad. You look at uh, the underfunding in a lot of these places, that's all they know. They don't know any better. They don't know any different. It's gang life or no life. Yeah. It, It... Kill it or be killed. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way it's, it's especially in a lot of cities. Yeah. It, it's starting to be killed or be killed unless you happen to live in the upper rich part of town. Yeah. And guess why? You know why they're not touched? Because they have lots of money and they have security yep. to prevent the gang stuff from getting into their neighborhoods. Yep. Um, it, it's just, we need to do a better job protecting our children at schools. I think all public schools need to be funded mm-hmm. to have metal detectors and security guards. Yeah. All the time. I don't care. Every yeah. entrance needs to be protected, right, right, right. period. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, I know that might sound police state, but until we can come up with a better societal solution, I'd rather police state that crap up than have another one of these happen. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and by the way, those security guards should be allowed to be armed. Well, yeah. Well, because obviously. obviously they're not going to do any good if the guy walks up to the door with an AR-15 and they don't have anything. Well, right. He's just going to shoot him and go into the school. Right, right. So, I mean, that's another thing. I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people that say we need to arm all of our teachers and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I know that no. there are certain schools that have done that and haven't had any issues, but they might not have had any issues. They might not have had any issues before so, that, too. Yeah, so, it's exactly. kind of one of those things, like, I'm not saying, It doesn't you know, prove anything. Yes, it doesn't disprove in this situation, yeah. like, say, as an example, if that gym teacher who got shot, if he had a gun on him, he might have been able to shoot him instead. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're, you're, you're also asking a civilian. Well. Without. A whole lot of training. Well, that's, that's to take the life. They're supposed they're supposed to be under training. That was the idea. The idea was if they armed every teacher, they would be trained. Right, but at the same that, point in time. But here's the thing: if nothing, you're willing to invest in that, right. Then why wouldn't you invest in proper security people who do right. this for a living, basically right. police officers at right. this point, right? And then actual metal detectors, right? Versus arming teachers yeah. who might not readily even have the weapon on them, right? You know, right? No, for sure. In an emergency situation, because they'd have to have you no know, rules about that. It'd have to be locked away in a certain way that students couldn't touch the firearms. Yep. So, like, at that point, you might not even have to get to it, because anyone who's going to plan a shooting is going to map it out and figure out where all that crap is. Right. Even no matter how much you think it's hidden, this is 2018. Kids are smarter than we give them credit for. Oh, yeah. They can figure crap out if they want to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'm not even saying that's the solution. It's just something we need to do to try our best to limit the... Mass shootings. I don't think we can ever get rid of shootings entirely, well, even if there's right. no right ban on guns. Right. I don't think it's possible to get rid of it entirely. Uh, but we can limit it in some ways. And I just think when you have people like this governor of Kentucky come out and start pointing the finger at video games again and, and media, I think it just misses the bigger point. Right. And I'm not saying it has anything to do with them being a Republican. Right. No, no. Because I've heard this argument from Democrats a lot, too. Yeah. And... I just, I feel like we're always looking to point fingers because we don't want to blame ourselves mm-hmm. for letting this happen as a society. Right. But I mean, honestly, if my kids go off and do something, the first finger I'm pointing at is me. Yeah. I am the primary reason that my kid went off and did something stupid. 
This is why parents kick themselves when their kids get into drugs. Because right. guess what? It's your fault. I, I, well, I, I mean, it is. Depend- you, yeah, depending. It, it pretty much is your fault. There would have to be a pretty extreme situation where someone held down your child and forced the drugs down their throat right. for it not to be your fault. Right. Because I, I'm not saying that kids don't have free will and everything, but if you raised your kid in the right way, they would have never made that choice mm-hmm. on their own. Now, you could argue that maybe they got depressed and there's certain things like that. Right. But again, good parenting. Hopefully, you recognize some signs. I know it can right. be hard. Yeah, Trust yeah, me, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you can hide crap yeah. from your parents. But the fact that I've been through it, like me as a parent, no, my kids ain't going to get away with being depressed. I'm going to know. Yeah. Because my kids aren't going to get mental health checks. Yeah. Problem solved. I mean, it doesn't solve everything, but it helps. Right, right. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, why aren't we looking into real, like, because all the arguments going to be now is video games are the issue, media is the issue, guns should be banned. Guns shouldn't be banned. We should arm everyone. We should disarm everyone. Like, instead of us being like, how about let's deal with the core issue? We have a mental health crisis in the U.S., and we're ignoring it because we don't want to pay to fix it. Right. Or pay to monitor it even because you can't really fix it. People are born the way they're born. Right. But we can at least try to help. And, like, the people that are born into the crappy drug situations, we should discover them sooner. Yeah. And make sure they get into good families and get into good programs to make sure that they don't have drugs running through their system and make sure they're not addicted because that's another thing that happens with kids is even if they're not doing the drugs themselves, if they're around it, they inhale enough of the shit and it's kind of in their system all the time and then they end up being addicted or they're born addicted. Or they're born addicted, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that we need to look at in society. Um, As an example, my my future sister-in-law, when she had her third kid, that kid should have been taken away right away. Yeah. It's being adopted now and it's like it should have been adopted then. Yeah. She has proven that she can't stay out of drugs and, and mm-hmm. can't take care of stuff. Yeah. She has no place of her own yeah. at the time. She had no car. She had no job. So why is she allowed to have her kid? Yeah. Kids should have never been able to leave the hospital. Instead, yeah. that kid was submitted to being around meth, to being around marijuana. And the thing is, I'm not here to argue whether marijuana is cool or not. Yeah. It's that it's never cool to do it in front of a kid. It's not cool to smoke a cigarette in front of a kid. No. Especially a baby, a newborn. Right, right. So, anyways, that's just kind of my take on things. Yeah. I think that we are driving the conversation, I think, in a better place than the governor. Mm-hmm. And God, that makes me sad. When, when, when you hear politicians talk about this stuff, like it's obviously having it's, an agenda. Oh, right. Like, can, shouldn't the agenda be priority one? Let's help our people. Right. But that involves government spending money on things that help people. Right. Instead of just pointing fingers. Oh, it's not, it's not our fault. It's their fault. Yeah. Right. It's their fault. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, moving on to our last topic. Last topic. This one's... Not as serious. Still right. important to video gamers. Right, of course. Right. Um, so Senator Maggie Hassan sent a letter to the ESRB about loot boxes. Ooh, loot boxes. Um, and they said this. While there is a robust debate over whether loot boxes should be considered gambling, the fact that they are both expensive habits and use similar psychological principles suggests loot boxes should be treated with extra scrutiny. Mm-hmm. At minimum, the rating system should denote when loot boxes are utilized in physical copies of electronic games. To that end, I respectfully urge ESRB to review the completeness of the board's ratings, process, and policies as they relate to loot boxes, and to take into account the political harm these types of microtransactions may have on children. I also urge them to examine whether the design and marketing approach to loot boxes in games geared towards children is being conducted in an ethical and transparent way that adequately protects the developing minds of young children from predatory practices. Further, I urge ESRB to consider working with the relevant stakeholders, including parents, to collect and publish data on how developers are using loot boxes, how widespread their use is, and how much money players spend on them. 
Finally, I ask that you develop best practices for developers, such as ethical design, tools for parents to disable these mechanisms, or making them less essential to core gameplay. And the ESRB responded. You want to take that one for me? Oh, good gosh. Why do you do this to me? Because my throat hurts. I know. But I can't read. (laughs) Just from the quoted part forward. What? Oh, from from the update? Yeah. Uh, We received Senator Hahn's letter and appreciate her confidence in support of the SRB rating system. For more than two decades, we have earned the trust of parents around the country by helping them make informed decisions about the <laughs> games their children play. This is so ironic. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Uh, as the industry evolves, so does our rating system, and we will continue to make enhancements to ensure parents continue to be well-informed. We will also continue to provide information about additional tools, including parental control guides, that help parents set spending and time limits and block potentially inappropriate games based on the ESRB assigning their age rating. Uh, assigned age rating, sorry. The Entertainment Software Association and Industry Trade Group was also not immediately available to comment. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's... Like, previously, you know, the, the part that, that we didn't get too quick was that before the ESRB called it um, a voluntary feature that lets the gamer make the decision to enhance their in-game experience. That was the ESRB's official response to the boxes before when they said they weren't going to make any changes to the rating system. Um, so we know that Senator Hawaii and a bunch of states are getting together to try to be like, look, there's something wrong with loot boxes. After the Battlefront 2 stuff, there's something wrong. And we're not saying that you can't have loot boxes. Mm-hmm. They don't want children using loot boxes. Right. Because it's a kind of a gambling mechanism. Right. And ESRB's response is that it's not gambling. It's a voluntary feature. Um, so, I said this before, I'll say extent, it again. To a certain extent, they're right. But is. gambling is voluntary on itself. It, yes and no. Well, when you first go to the casino, if you've never played even a phone app or anything, you don't know what you're getting into. Right. You just know, I go put money in something and maybe get money back. Right, right. And then you get kind of hooked sometimes, right. depending on how, how they're hooking you. Right. Um, or you just get discouraged because you lose all your money right <laughs> and you're like, I'm never coming again. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, or rip off casinos. Yeah. I mean, they are. Oh, yeah. The, the thing is, I always say, like, me and my fiance sometimes go to casinos. It's one of those things that go to it for the just the getaway factor. Mm-hmm. You're getting away from life. It's just you and some spinning wheels and maybe maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe a friend or whatever and maybe you're go- maybe you're seeing a show or a concert yeah. and and having like you're going out you're it's like going out on the town for a couple hundred bucks going out to bars and doing whatever. Except you're going to a casino and every once in a while you come away with more money than you went with. Right. Um as long as you view it as that and you do it once in a while, I don't think there's anything wrong with gambling. Right. Um and people do it professionally. Mm-hmm. And if they can afford to do it, good for them. Yeah. Um, but the problem is we're talking about loot boxes. I mean, I don't know how you could disassociate it from gambling in the first place. Right. No. I. I the only the only yeah. difference is you don't get monetary value back. Right. Well, you spend yeah, yeah. money to get loot yeah. boxes to get in-game items. You don't get money back. Right. So you're never going to make your money back. Right. Although, then again, there's like the CSGO and the skins, and I don't want to get into that. And that's that's yeah. even worse. Like that, uh, the fact that that's not... Being looked at, it, that bothers me a lot. Valve should be ashamed to let that marketplace even happen. Yeah. Um, people are just being... CSGO skins need to go away. <laughs> Especially after the CSGO lotto incident. Uh, just yeah. Bunch of BS. Anyways, um, I kind of just view this as... 
it feels weird because I just went against a governor, but now I'm kind of on the senator side. Yeah. Um, because it's weird because a, a, a lot of the arguments pro, like like for loot boxes, hey, when you buy a pack of cards, that's a loot box. You don't know what you're going to get. Right. And you might buy more packs until you get what you want. Right. I did it with Pokemon when I was a kid. So, like, I get it. I get it. Right. But at the same point, that's something physical. That's something tangible. Right. That's something I can turn around and sell. Right. Um, that's something I can get some of my value back on. Right. Whereas in game, I buy Battlefront 2, I can get value back on that physical copy of Battlefront 2, but any of that in-game stuff I bought, there's right. no value back no. on it. It's all, you know, I guess you say the value back on it, you know, is, is your, is, is, is your enjoyment of the yeah. game or whatever. And the thing is, I don't think there's a problem with loot boxes being in games, although some of them, like in Battlefront 2, kind of push it too far. Right. Um, it's one of those that parents do need to be made aware. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they can't just say there's loot boxes in this game because parents aren't going to know what that is. Right. No, for sure. You need to say that there are uh, gambling mechanics in this game that encourage users to spend money. Mm-hmm. That needs to be listed on the box somewhere. Right. Next to the rating or whatever. Yep. And that's assuming, you know, even though we just said Sunder says ratings don't work, I don't know. I haven't done the research yeah. to know if they work or not. Yeah. I know that kids I know that kids at the dang when I used to work at Stilson were playing Call of Duty. Oh yeah. But that's again on the parents. Yeah. And the reason they're playing it is because their parents play it. So it's yep. kinda like you know it is what it is. It's like a lot of the games I played growing up because my dad played it. Yep. Um again, on the parents. You got can't take all parenting away from people. But yeah, I you know, she says makes a lot of good points. Uh, parents need to be informed that this yes. stuff exists in the games. Oh, for sure. Um, the only thing I disagree is that she says on uh, physical copies. I think yeah, digital copies too. On all copies, yeah. I, I, that's what you that said. Well, I, said that I you, think she was trying to disclude phone games oh. because loot boxes are very prevalent in phone games. Right. Um, but I think even in phone apps, it right. should be oh, stated no. on the download. Oh, for page. sure, for sure. It should be like well, war- actually, it, it, it should be like warning. This game. It does. Does it? For yeah. sure. In this game involves in-game purchases. Yeah, but that that doesn't specify loot boxes. That could be microtransactions. There is a difference. No, I know huge difference. But I mean, they're both a form of microtransaction. But loot right. boxes is, is actual gambling. Right. Whereas microtransactions are you get what you pay for. Right. True. You know, and a lot, how the loot boxes usually work is exactly how it works in tap sports baseball. Yeah. We bring this up yeah. a lot, and there's some people who notice, hey, we got our annual mention of Task Force Baseball. Because yeah. Task Force Baseball fits so many of the things that people hate in the industry. Um, oh, for sure. You buy virtual currency yep. to buy a draft pick that gives you a randomized player. That's exactly what a loot and box is. And those randomized players sometimes feel way underrated than what they should be. Yeah, but whatever. That's that's right. personal opinion. Right. But, yeah, no, it, it's, it's one of those things where um, – you know, they encourage it, and obviously they give you enough currency to get them free sometimes. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But um, it's still a loot box, and it's not something yeah. I'd want my children to play. Right. Like, I don't want my kids playing Taps Force Baseball. I just don't. There's other baseball apps they can play that don't do this. Yeah. They well, or they, can, or they can play it just if well, they yeah, can turn block. Off yeah, you can. That, that, yeah, that's, as long as you can block thing, the, like, you can, the purchasing. Anytime you buy your kid a video game console... The very first thing you should do is go on that console and disable purchases. Right. Then they can't make a purchase. Right. And if they want to work around it, good luck. Because if you use all the proper parental blocks. But here's the thing. Parents don't know this stuff's happening. Right. 
So kids take their credit cards and yep. put them in, and, and I'm jacking up prices, and this is where we hear the horror stories of the thousands of dollars spent. Yep. Like, if you're an adult and you blow your life savings on loot boxes, that's your problem. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yes. At that point, you know what you're – I mean, you should know what you're doing. Here's the thing. If we start education now, maybe not the current adults, but the new kids growing up are going to know, yeah. at least. Right. Or at least hopefully. Yeah. Again, the problem is that we can't take away parenting in the equation. All right. No, no, I think for too, sure. too often people want to take parents out of it. And in this case, I think it's just lack of awareness for parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. If I said loot boxes to a parent, they have no idea what I'm talking about. To mm-hmm. a gamer, all they know. Yeah. But if it's a parent who doesn't game whose kids game, they have no idea what a right. loot box is. Right. So, like, what would you do to solve this? Like, how would you handle the limiting or the informing of loot boxes? Or do you just, like, ban them and not even allow them in games? Loot boxes themselves... Yeah, I don't know why... I mean, I can understand microtransactions because you know what you're getting. Yeah. It's just like buying a game. You're you're paying something to get what you expect. Right, right. Where the loot boxes is, is... You there is a risk to not getting anywhere near what you the quote unquote value that you put in. Yeah. So it's gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've fallen victim to you know. God, this next time I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I'm playing tap tap sports baseball. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. So and you know if it's gone. Oh shit! Sixty bucks later. Oops. Um, yeah, I still didn't get that. Yeah. Um, whoops. Um, but yeah, see, and that's, that's the thing right there. It's, it's highly addictive and the. Okay. Yeah. It's gambling. I right, mean, right. I don't and think either the, one of us are denying that it is gambling. For, right. Oh, no, virtual, no, for sure. For something virtual. Right. It's still gambling. Right. You're paying something, hoping to get something in return. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't get it. They kind of make you feel like you're going to get it the next time, and right? The next time, and the right. next time. They tease right. you, and sometimes you do. Right? No, no. Just like for when sure. you just like yeah. when I go to the casino, sometimes I come ahead. Uh-huh. I think last time I went to the casino, I came up 250 bucks. Yeah. It's like that doesn't happen very often, right? But they tease you enough when you're losing to make you think it's going to happen all the time. Oh no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so uh, loot boxes, I I don't see a point to. Okay. I would get rid of loot boxes, microtransactions. Because you know what you're getting. Sure. You can consciously make the decision to pay for that. Whereas these loot boxes, you start getting into the addictiveness of gambling. So then I toss this at you. So how would you deal with collecting cards? What do you mean? Well, do you get rid of card packs and just buy individual cards? Like when you're, if you're getting into Pokemon, instead of buying Pokemon card packs, you just buy individual cards. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, is Because, I mean, right, right, right. it's kind of, sort of, relatable. Is, it I is know and it, it's not. I know it's not because of the physical nature, but it is right. because you're buying something, hoping to get stuff you want, and you might not get anything. You might get junk. Right. And that makes you want to buy more packs and more packs and more packs. Right. You know, you right. know we spent hundreds of oh, dollars no, no, on I know. stuff. I know, I know. But the thing is, is that we actually had to have the money physically there. Nowadays... Well, credit you just cards. need a credit card. Yeah, I know. Well, and you could use credit cards back then too if you. You could, your parents. but back then, if you went to the store and you had a credit card when you were like ten years old, 
That's going to raise some red flags back some then. Some stores that don't have cameras wouldn't say a thing. Yeah. Back yeah. then, it was a lot back easier then. to do that. I could have probably bought booze at 10 years old. Yeah, well, right. But okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. But Know the right people no, no, and go no. to the right places. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, no, no, like packs of cards and stuff like that, I I think it's different. I really well, do. Why do you think it's different? I, I honestly do I'm actually curious because yeah. you think it's okay for children to buy packs of cards where they're hoping to get stuff. Maybe their favorite players, maybe their, you know, the, their favorite Pokemon, well, and they don't get it, and it encourages them and, to keep buying the, more of them. Well, okay, fine. Most of my okayness is assuming that they're with an adult. And but how many times were we not with adults well, when we did that? Right. So and well, again, it comes down to how much money does this kid actually have. So they're not they're not spending their parents you know they don't have access to their credit card so shouldn't well I mean ki- here's the thing kids shouldn't have access to the credit card. let's eliminate right, the credit right. card from the equation kids shouldn't have access to that regardless if they find right. it that's parents' fault right okay so eliminating that so their only way to buy stuff even on a phone is through money they have right like they they are twelve and maybe their parents don't have a check card for their bank yeah so then they could spend the money they actually have in their bank. Well, that's just irresponsible. I had a check card when I was 12. Yeah. Of course, I've never had money in my bank since I was 12. So. Right. But exactly. that's not why. That's yeah. not why, though. Yeah. That's not, I actually had more money in my bank when I was 12. Yeah. It's because I had no bills. Yeah, right. Your life was so easy as a kid. <laughs> right. Just go to a movie, buy some card packs. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, working since I was 15. Right. Had more money than I know what to do with. Right. More money than God. Right. That's what it felt like. Yes. Um, I, to me, it just feels like... One, there's less access to. I mean, it feels like the, these loot boxes are everywhere. Sure, card card packs are at, at your Walmart and yeah. your Walgreens are everywhere. I GameStop, I they're literally yeah. everywhere. Shut up! You don't have to go far to find yeah, a card yeah, pack. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I've just been out of the game in a while. <laughs> but to me, it feels more like the card packs. It feels like there's more of a limited amount of money. Explain. Like, again, it's more to do with, again, the credit card versus cash. Because a kid... What kid's not going to have a credit card either way? A kid with cash is going to have less access to buy how many hundreds of packs versus a kid with that is on a phone or on a game console with a credit card attached to it that they don't know what they that they're actually spending money. Well, their credit card shouldn't be attached. Well, they shouldn't have a credit card. Well, no, no, no. Their parents' credit card. But if they're using their own device, then they shouldn't have to worry about that. Well, right. They shouldn't have a credit card. I'm just saying, like, it feels like... To me, it feels like you're trying to justify card packs because kids are limited by the cash they have on hand. Right. But it's that that to me is kind of irrelevant. They're still buying something that's going to encourage them to go get more cash on hand. Going to encourage them to go into their parents' purses and take money out to buy. I mean, you can't tell me when we were kids. No, no, I we know. didn't get what we want. We would bust our butt mowing lawns or shoveling or doing whatever so we can have more money to come back the next day and buy yeah. more car packs. Yeah, no, I know. Like we did that as a kid. Like we literally were doing loot boxes before loot boxes were a thing. Yeah. As kids. Yeah. So now it's just become this virtual thing. And I'm not trying to sit here and be like, there isn't a difference, but I keep, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, you know, I, because you said loot boxes should just not exist. Right. And I, 
want to agree with you. But then that means I have to, to my mind, I have to agree that it shouldn't exist at all. And then it can't be cards, can't be anything, you know, trading card game that we used to buy playing Game Boy. You know, what if they had pack, you know, they had random packs in that Granted, They were free at the time. You didn't have to pay for them. Yeah. When you had the random packs in that game. But right. whatever, that, it wouldn't be that way today. A game right. like that would never come out. Right. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, like even in Hearthstone, right? Hearthstone is a game where you play, you know, a card game online against people. It's completely yeah. free, yeah. but you buy your packs. And you buy packs of cards. And you get randomized cards just like you would in real life. It's just yeah. like playing in real life, except it's easier to find people to play with online, basically. Right, right. Um, and Pokemon does this a little bit where, like, you could scan your cards and use them online to play against people. But, yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things to me where I don't think loot boxes need to be gone. Um, and maybe this is just because I do enjoy right. gambling. Right. The, the, like, like right. I don't think it's wrong to I, enjoy buying loot boxes. Okay. It's kind of what I'm saying. Okay. Right, right. I think it's wrong... To introduce children, right, to enjoying loot right. boxes. Right. Okay. Yes, I can. At an I, age before they can understand. I can get that. Yep. I can and get and I feel that. like yep. that's where the senator said. And the senator's not saying don't have loot boxes. Yeah. The senator's saying we need to not expose children to loot boxes. Right. There should be, be no just reason like children why children should not be. Well, there should be no reason why a children's game needs to have loot boxes and or microtransactions. Well, really. One thing about it: children, you know, are, aren't really even exposed to gambling. The closest they get, you know, is basically walking through a casino. Yeah. To go to the buffet or, like, if you're in, you know, Vegas, you see it everywhere, but yeah. you don't actually play it yourself. Right. So you might be impressed by all the fancy lights, but you don't really get it. You just think it looks pretty. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Like, I went to Vegas when I was younger with my mm-hmm. parents, and I, it didn't make me want to gamble more. Right. And if you think about it, you know, like, arcade games basically are the exact same thing. You're gambling with money to win something. Whether it's tickets to buy something or whether yeah. it's that item in there, I mean that's yeah. how arcade games work, and we consider that acceptable. So it's kind of like where where do we start drawing the lines? Like are arcade games and Pokemon cards okay? I, I but then think like, it's a lot of uh, game purchases are not okay. I think again, it's more of a physical, tangible thing that that's worth less than what you pay for. I know, but the whole physicality of it feels like you actually got something for your you money. In a I know, so bad. I know. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm just waiting for the boxing gloves to get out. Yeah. One of these days, you're gonna lift up your hand like, "What? I have the boxing gloves." Yeah, right. Wearing, yeah. Like the green little. Yeah, right. One, yeah. Ready to beat. Yeah, except again. for the green screen. <laughs> so what? Make sure it's so, dark green. It yeah. shows up as gray then. Yeah. yeah. My Packer hat. I, I noticed on the green screen earlier that it yeah. uh, shows up. It doesn't actually vanish. It shows oh, up as gray. Nice. So I'm like, huh? Yeah. Hey, so I can right. wear my cool. Packer stuff. Sweet. Sometimes. <laughs> but it, I'm just saying what it feels like. Sure. Where, where the difference is is that you're actually getting something tangible. But I can argue that when I get that five star on Task Force Baseball, that five star platinum, that I feel right. way more proud of that than when I got a Charizard as a kid. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, right. Like I got it, If it wasn't better, it was a very similar feeling. Right. So why should I not be allowed to have that feeling? You're also an adult, so you can't have that feeling. Okay. What yeah. if I was a kid? Because I got to remember, we, we grew up in an age where, the, like, what the heck's a touchscreen? Yeah, right. You know, so we're growing up in an age now where we only had tangible things. Right. Everything's now digital and virtual. Right. So, you know, we can't just be old kooks and be like, it's okay because it's it's physical and not because it's digital. When they're growing up where everything is digital. No, no, Their I homework know. is digital. I know. Everything's digital. I know. They don't even buy books anymore in some schools. It's all I through know. iPads and stuff. And I know that can be frustrating. 
Yeah. I can I can see your your anger bubbling up. Yeah. Um, but then you know I think about well when I go to college I did everything through my computer. I guess it's really not that much different except they're doing it a lot younger than I am. Right. Um, and I guess I don't see anything wrong with it. Again, parenting. I, that's the thing. I'm a parent, so I'm big on like raise your kids right, right. and it's not a problem. Right. Like oh. I know what loot boxes are, so I'm gonna raise my children right. Right. But. Not every parent does. That's why, like, I'm all about the awareness. I'm all about right. loot boxes are fine. Do I think they should be in children's games? Probably not. I mean, I don't think microtransactions should be in children's games because children don't have money. Right. But it, it's one of those things that, like, a lot of these games can't exist without a form of monetization because kids also yeah. don't have money to buy a game. So you can't just be like, hey, 40 bucks on, right. on your phone to buy a game. Like, yeah, kids aren't going to do that. Right. They're just going to go grab that free-to-play game that has ads on it or whatever. Yeah. But ads don't always make enough money. So it's kind of like yeah. it, it, it's tough because you got to look at it from the game developer side. you got to look at it from a consumer side. you got to look at it from a parent side. Um, I think what the senator proposes is, is pretty <sighs> spot on. I mean, she says things right. like. No, no, for sure. Like, um, you know, that there are, uh, you know, that gambling and loot boxes, um, you know, they're both expensive habits. Yeah. Um, they have similar psychological principles. Highly addictive. Um, and at minimum, the rating system should denote when loot boxes. And that, like, that's the minimum. Yeah, at they the need to go minimum. above yeah, the yeah, minimum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a right, lot of parents exactly. don't read the rating system. Right. Like, I don't think it's that the rating system doesn't work. I think sometimes, like, store employees don't enforce it more. Right. Like, when you see a parent walk up that doesn't, I don't want to stereotype people. But like, like, if you see a soccer mom-looking person walk up with a game of Call of Duty, no kids with her, I mean... I know you don't want to insult her, but it's kind of one of those that like, hey, are you buying this for a gift for someone? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm getting it for my kids. Like, oh, you know, that game's rated M. Right. For for 17 plus. And like, they might not know any of that. They might not know anything. They just might know well, all my kids said they want and, this game. And the thing is, too, is that maybe at, at the stores, they need to have more, like, more, adverti- more, more vivid advertising. Right. That. Big M rating. Right. These are adult games. These right. are teenager right. games. Right. These are kids they games. They need to maybe, instead of alphabetizing them, put them in by rating. Yeah, I, alphabetize, them, alphabetize them within the rating. I'd agreed, I agree with that forever. I've, yeah. I've always agreed there should be like a big sign that right. says, no, not just on the back of the box, a big right. ESRB sign that says, right. these games are rated M for 17 plus and due to violence, sex, or right, whatever Right, exactly. Else. And then have a big sign, you know, have, have a big sign above them with the rating on it, and then have a big sign that explains each rating yeah. and what constitutes the rating, yeah. why that game gets that rating. So she's saying, you know, at minimum it should be noted in the rating somewhere. I think she means, like, what do they say? It's rated T for blah, 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 blah. And then right. loot boxes being one of the reasons. Right. Um, but, again, that's like a bare minimum. I don't know how much that's going to help unless right. they do what we're suggesting. But right. even then, it's just a subscript. They still might not understand. Right. Um, and then she also goes on to say well, that. I mean, another thing is, too, is that you can actually have stores, sure. you know, put stickers on the on the cases or have the game makers put stickers on the cases that denote. Yeah. Well, and, and she she also wants people to, like, she wants to know, uh, she wants them to conduct research into if uh, loot boxes targeted to children, if that's even ethical. Right. And if they're being transparent about it. Um, right. Especially to parents. Right. Because, you know, like some kids might be playing the game, they can't read. They just know you hit this thing, open a box, and I get a thing. Right. Um, it's 
that's why my, my daughter is with some things. She can read a little bit, but she doesn't oh, read they're, everything they're, in Mario Odyssey. Right. She just says, oh, this thing looks cool. What do I need? I hit it. Oh, I don't have enough of whatever. All right, let me go figure it out. Yeah, right. I'm glad that she. I'm glad that Mario Odyssey does not have microtransactions, let me tell you. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah. And, and what's nice is that she does say she wants to you know the best practices for developers, um, you know. Basically, she's saying, I'm not discounting this revenue right. source. I'm not discounting the development cost. I'm just saying that we should re-examine if children should be a target audience for any of it. Right. And if we should reserve it for, you know, older audiences. Mm-hmm. Like, if we want, um, you know, say uh, you want to put loot boxes in Star Wars Battlefront 2, then it should just be an M-rated game. Yep. Or if not, uh, what, is, what is it, a teen 16 plus or something. Yeah. You know, throwing yeah. a, a mid-range rating between adult right. and, and teenager. Right. Where, like, because in the United States, you can have a job at 15, so maybe right. Right. 15 plus or whatever. Instead of just right. teen. Because right. there's, like, yeah. E, because there's E, and then there's E10 e plus. plus. Yep. So I can be teen and then teen 15 plus. Right. You know, if they want to put a tweener rating. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're basically calling on the ESRB to do exactly what I think needs to be done. Right. Um. And I know it's weird, because, like, I'm out, I don't want to defend loot boxes. I just think that... Oh, no, no, for sure, and... I think just like gambling, I don't. I don't think it's wrong to have it. I think it's wrong for my children to be subjected to it, mm-hmm. and not and like I want to go a step further than her. I want it affecting phone games. I want it affecting any possible thing. Oh yeah, that yeah. Is deemed a video game. Yeah, because my children already play games that have loot boxes in it. Yep, they've already clicked on the buy button several times. No, it does not work because I'm an intelligent parent that <laughs> turned off the ability to purchase things. Right. But it's kind of one of those things that, like, yeah, but as soon as they, you know, what if they work around and figure out, oh, in some cases, you could add it to your cell phone bill. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's an upper limit on where it cuts you off, but right. I still would rather them not hit the upper limit. Right. Where it, that's for me, not yeah. for them. Right. <laughs> and even yeah. then, I would never enable that on their phone. But what if they, you know, I was on my phone and I fell asleep and I was still unlocked. Yeah. And they got a hold of it. You yeah. know, th- these things can happen. Right. I speak as a parent. I've some mornings I wake up, don't know where my phone is. My son's over there playing Angry Birds on it. I'm like, hey, well, how did you play Angry Birds? My phone should have been locked. He's like, oh, I waited for you to fall asleep and then I grabbed it. Yeah. You little smart. Yeah. I like, God, yeah. gosh darn it. Yeah. Um. So it's you know, kids are kids are are what they are. Well, you know, I did the same thing when dumb. I was a kid. Yeah. No, they're, they're smarter than they look. Oh. But yeah, it's. I think loot boxes are in general okay to exist. Uh, there's other things we could talk about as well. Obviously, like if a game has loot boxes, microtransactions, should it be a sixty dollars game anyways? Right. Because it's kind of fundamentally supported with a completely different free to play. Right. Like like I'm okay with loot boxes and Task Force Baseball to a point because right. it's free to play. Right. Exactly. I don't have yeah, to yeah, spend yeah. any money. I can yeah. just I, in years past I haven't spent any money. Right. And I still had a good time with the game. Yes. Um. You know, next year I'm not going to spend nearly as much money as I did right. this year. But it's kind of one of those things you learn things along the way, and I I learned from. You know where I probably should have spent money, where I, I shouldn't have spent money to like yeah. increase increase my value right. as a consumer. Right. Because I don't think it's wrong to like spend money right on, on loot boxes and microtransactions, but especially if you enjoy the game and just you kids, want to support them. Kids shouldn't be well, and you can afford it obviously, right. but kids yes. should, should not be subjected. Kids can't afford anything. Right. They really can't, unless they're. I mean, they could be completely spoiled. Maybe they have more money than you do in their bank or whatever. But let's be honest, if they actually had to pay bills, there's no money there. <laughs> You're like, oh, they have more money than me. Oh, my child is $500 in the bank, and I live paycheck to paycheck. And we'll tell that kid they got to pay rent that month. Yeah. They ain't going to have any money. Yeah. So it's like, got to remember that, like, just because they might have more money than you in a moment, you know, they don't really have money. Yeah. And it, it's good to try to teach kids at a young age 
about fiscal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't stick with me, <laughs> but I'm doing all right. So, all right. You got anything else you want to add on this topic? No, I think we actually hit it. All right, cool. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Nintendo Prime Podcast, episode 53. I don't know how I made through this without like coughing. I've wanted to cough several times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every yeah, time I'm like, water. Ah, it's not really helping much. Um, <laughs> you can check us out. Uh, they, we actually live stream this uh, every Thursday night when we record it. Our episode doesn't go up publicly until Monday. Uh, you can get the audio version early at patreon.com slash Nintendo Prime for $5 on Sundays. If you want to watch the live stream version of this as we're doing it, that goes up while we're doing it on Thursdays yep. for $10 and up. You want to be on a podcast, it's $20 and up. Basically, our Patreon's really built around this podcast. Come support if you like what we do. Uh, we are trying to get to our $300 stretch goal, which means we will do a game review for next month. I don't know what game it's going to be. So some people are like, oh, which game is it going to be? I'm like, I don't know, maybe Kirby? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't really decided. I don't really think about these things yeah. until we actually hit the stretch goal. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise I'm just taking time out of my life planning something that's never going to happen. Right. Um, so support us if you want to support us. Don't if you don't. It's all good. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you can follow on Twitter at Nate Jantz or at Ninty Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Yeah. I still don't have a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. You know what? You know what? I have to, I have to do this. What? All right. All right. Oh, by the way, we have a brand new merch uh, store. Oh, so well, that'll be linked down in the description. Um, it has like Nintendo Prime. Actually, says Nintendo Prime in the merch. We didn't get in trouble. Yay! Whoa. And we have hats. I'm gonna be buying one soon, and then it's gonna be hats. awesome. And you're gonna see me like do a dance and brooches it. and pterodactyls. No, oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. Sorry. All right, sorry. folks. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Stay tuned because this is where Prime things happen. <laughs>